you, Jesus. Lord, I thank you that you are the rock. And I thank you, Lord, that you are building this church. You are building your church. You are the head of this house. And I just pray right now for anyone who feels like they are sinking. Lord, we speak as a church in your name, in Jesus' name. We speak with authority that, Lord, you will come Holy Spirit right now and we say no more to the enemy who is causing people to feel like they cannot keep their head above the water. We ask that you come, Jesus, and help us. Let us leave here stronger than we came in and help us to join with you as we build your church. We thank you that we can take peace and comfort in the in the fact that you have got this. And all of God's people said, Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Lars, for that. Come on. Thank you. Well, I, I really um, was moved, as I think many of us were, a couple of weeks ago when Roy brought that message to us about being sons and daughters. And, you know, I, I just love the things that he was saying and how, you know, when we talk about our identity, it really brings home this whole theme of truth talk that we've been speaking about. And I'm going to just kind of conclude this campaign that we've been in. And then we're going to move into talking a bit more about prayer and connection with God. And so I think I'm going to do a bit of a bridge message today where I'm going to kind of finish up the campaign, but kind of go into talking a little bit about our connection with the Lord as well. But, you know, one of the things, that I, I love from what Roy was saying that I just wanted to carry on a little bit is that one of the things that keeps us building on the solid rock of Jesus is understanding this concept fully. And I don't know whether we will be able to grasp it fully this side of heaven, but really grasping that truth, the primary foundational truth of our faith, that you are a son, a beloved, he said, a beloved son and daughter of the most high King. And we say that, but sometimes we don't really receive it. And if you've been around church life for a while, you would have heard that kind of Christian lingo of, oh, I'm a son or I'm a daughter of the king. But, you know, we will take a lifetime to kind of grasp what that means. Because when we say daughter or son, God isn't just limited to our understanding of what that means. And some of us, sometimes we feel like we're floundering because really we see ourselves Oh, God, switch this on. Hold on a minute. My tech. There we are. Sometimes we think, well, we're just kind of a blob. We're just kind of this little kind of little bit of a flicker on earth. And, you know, I know that I'm a son and I'm a daughter, but yet still this is how we kind of see that concept. And, you know, God has many sons and daughters. And, you know, they can sometimes be all around us and sometimes we can feel like, here's a blob, because you might then lose yourself sometimes when you're aware of everyone that's around you. Sometimes there's other sons and daughters that take up more room than me. Or there's some sons and daughters that are more holier than me or know God better. But I want you, if you've got a pen or paper or some sort of device, I want you to draw this next image because this is the picture that I believe God has shown me the help encourage us and help us understand. See, when you're a son of daughter, you have unlimited access. And sometimes we think in the natural that that access isn't that big 
Like, oh, it's nice, I'm a son or daughter. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like sometimes we just kind of don't um, magnify what it means to be a son or daughter. But then I had this image come to me in my prayer time. Here's that little speck. And then I want you to imagine, this isn't totally to scale, but all of this wide open space. So if you've drawn on your paper a little dot, I then want you to draw a massive circle that doesn't fit the page. Like it can't be contained by the page. All of this in between wide open space is all of the love that he has for you. All of this wide open space and all this big mass in between is all of the powerful resources He has for you. It's all of the blessings that He has waiting for you. It's all of the conversation, all of the words that He wants to say over you. It's all of the dreams and all of the targets, sometimes we call them, that He has all the plans that He has for you. Yet sometimes we're like, we don't edge out of this circumference. Because our brain's understanding of God's scale can be so limited. But sometimes we need to look at an image like this and go, oh, I can pray that prayer. Oh, I can dream that dream. Oh, I can have more than that. Oh, I can move into this. You know, sometimes we have God speak to us and we're like, right, that's our, that's our, that's our input for the rest of the week. You know, God can speak to you in every moment. Go, oh, well, God blessed me two weeks ago when it was my birthday and I was blessed and I was shown love and now that's my lot for the year. No, you have all of this resource. Or, well, God forgave me last week for that mistake. So you know what? I'm not gonna check in for another you know, prayer of forgiveness. No, you have all of this resource that is waiting for you. And what if I told you that this little dot doesn't even represent you, that represents the whole world? That's all of the blessings that he has for you as a son or daughter. And the Bible talks about how he's brought you out to this wide open space. He's pulled you out into safety. See, sometimes when we see a big black hole like that, we think, well, that doesn't look very safe. No, he brings you out. There is so much room for you. He knows every detail about you. He knows things about me that I don't even care about. Like he knows how many hairs are on my head and I'm not too sure I'm bothered about that. He knows every tear that you've cried. In fact, he's bottled every tear out. He is more crazy about you and I than we are about ourselves. He's more crazy about you than your own family. More crazy. If you have sons or daughters yourself, he's more crazy about them than you are. And so I think when we have a look at this scale, we just need to be reminded and just stand in awe and go, that's how much I have access to. My scale is not his scale. And so Lord, would you please widen our understanding? Would you stretch wide our tent pegs? Will you help us, Lord, to expect more and to talk more with you because we don't have a word limit. Some of you are like, I talk too much for my friends or I talk too much for the people around me or I'm just too much. Well, you're not too much for God. God's in fact, like we just take up more room. We take up more space because I don't want any of that space to go to waste. And here's the thing, when we understand more of the concept that 
we are a beloved son or daughter, then we understand the concept that Jesus wants to talk to us. And I touched on this a couple of weeks ago, but I just want to dive a little bit more into it and just weigh on this point a little bit more because I think it's important. Is that all right? He wants to talk to you. And when we talk about truth talk, I figured the best way that we can talk more truth is if we are hearing more truth. God wants to speak to you. And like I just said, He hasn't just got a few words for you. He hasn't just got one prayer a week for you. He hasn't just got a Sunday morning message for you. He is ready and willing to speak to you. Just because we run out of words doesn't mean that He runs out of communication for us. He might not always speak to us in the same way. He's such a creative God and He speaks to us in many different ways. Hence, I just saw a blob on a big circle. I don't know, it's just God who can make a message out of that, right? He wants to speak to you. And just a few points I wanna highlight again. See, I can hear Jesus because He desires to speak to me. I can hear Jesus because He desires to speak to me. He's got all of these words that He wants to speak to us. And this reminds me of someone in the Bible called Abraham. And Abraham was a friend of God. And God wanted to speak to Abraham. He was so excited about what he was gonna do in Abraham's life. He was so excited about all these things that filled Abraham's life. In fact, he said in Genesis, shall I hide from Abraham what I'm about to do? It's like an excited God. Abraham will surely become a great and powerful nation and all nations on earth will be blessed through him. For I have chosen him so that I will direct his children and his household after him to keep the way of the Lord. See, the Lord's excited about the plans that he has for you. And he said to Abraham, come here. Let me just have such a desire to speak with him. Let me show you what it's gonna look like. Let me show you. And he said, Abraham, look up, look at the stars. Your descendants will be as many as these stars. And sometimes God just wants you to look up. Sometimes God wants you just to look to him so that he can widen your vision and tell you things that you don't know about yourself and tell you about not just your dreams, but the dreams that God has for you. Let that just settle in for a minute. God has dreams for you. God has dreams for you. God has dreams for you that he's just bursting sometimes with excitement to tell you about. I mean, they're not always dreams for right now as well. He'll tell you about things that are yet to come. And sometimes we just gotta look up and see what he's filling this void with in our lives. See, where we think it's a void, if you allow God to speak to you, he'll start filling it with stars and wonders and things that are incredible. You can hear Jesus, number two. I can hear Jesus because he is already talking to me. He's already painting the picture up for you. And it says in um, Ephesians, now to him who is able to carry out his purpose. Now I got this, I've, I've heard this verse and I've read this verse a couple of times in my life. But I read it in the Amplified trans Translation. Now, the Amplified Translation, if you don't know, it kind of just adds a few more words to it, a few more descriptive words. It's really nice if you're trying to work out a little bit more of what a scripture means. If you just press that button on your phone, on your app to switch to the Amplified or Amp, AMP version, it will show you this. And I saw a word in here that I didn't even know was a word. This is what's so wonderful about the Amplified version. Now to him who is able to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly. Who else didn't know that was a word? 
I didn't know that was a word. Superabundantly, not just abundantly, that's what I thought it was, but it's superabundantly, more than all that we dare ask or think. Let me just stop there. Sometimes we're just not daring to ask or think or imagine because we just think that there's no room for me to do that. Infinitely, can't even say that one. You're saying it for me, aren't you, Martin? Infinitely beyond our greatest prayers, hopes or dreams, according to his power that is at work within us. Woo, I got there in the end. I was so excited about that passage. I wouldn't let it finish, would I? There's another way I can hear Jesus. Number three, I can hear Jesus because it resonates with his word. It resonates with his word. Faith comes from hearing the message and the message is heard through the word about Christ. So often, sometimes we don't even notice it, but we remove that word. We go, faith comes from hearing the message of Becky or the message of me or the message of society or the message of what social media is saying right now or the message of what the culture is saying right now, but it's through the message about Christ. See, we might come and be like, well, we need to do this or we need to do that and this is what's happening right now and this is what's right. But you know, as a church, we must always be standing and referring back, even if it's good stuff, we just gotta have God's stuff at the foundation of it all. We stand firm and we don't go against what it is that He has already spoken. That's how we know that we can hear Jesus because we've got something to sort of like just help, help us recognise that he's speaking. We've got the Word of God, we've got our Bibles, we've got his message, we've got his Word, but yet so often we can get confused because there's so much truth going around. You know, there's a lot of truth, but it's not always his truth. So I've got my truth, and there's that saying, I've said this before, we've got that saying, know your truth, speak your truth. I'm not here to speak my truth. I'm here to speak Christ's truth. And so I know He's speaking to me, not just because it sounds like a good idea, not just because it sounds like what people wanna hear, it's because it sounds like His Word, amen? And you know, sometimes we, we can, if we're not focused, and by that I mean if we're not in our words and I'm speaking to myself, we don't get into the Word. Let me just speak about myself. If I don't get into the Word, I sometimes get a bit confused sometimes about what the truth is. And then sometimes I start building with sand mixed in. Sometimes I start building upon my own foolishness. The amount of times that I have built using my own foolishness. My goodness me. You'll be like, oh, Becky, you don't know what it's like to flounder. You don't know what it's like to be scatty in your faith. Of course I do. See, if I didn't have the sand in my life, I wouldn't need Jesus. It's because there's so much sand and foolishness in my life that I need Jesus. And I want Jesus because He gives me the stability. Now, the last few weeks, I've been seeing something on my house that has been annoying me. 
I've been, and I pulled these up from my house today. I've seen little bits of brick that have just been coming off my walls in my house. Now, I'm not a builder. Where's Paul? I was going to call you about this this week because I wasn't sure. I'm no builder, but I don't think this is healthy. Bits in my house are like crumbling. And I seem to be the only one that saw it because I was like, Mike, have you seen the house? It's crumbling. And he's like, no. It's like, well, I'm going to go get it. The house is coming. Now, this is the funny thing. When I was preparing for this message two weeks ago, I was getting all my sand together from the children's work and I was asking people in the church, have you got any bricks? Because I need to represent the stone and the rock that we stand on as well. I was going, have you got any bricks just laying about in the garden? And what I realised as I was doing a bit more research is that brick is not stone. I was expecting an amen and I'm not sure. <laughs> Google told me that brick and stone are different. Rocks and bricks are different. In fact, there can be sand that is mixed in to make brick. You know, brick is durable, apparently. It can last maybe like a century, last 25 years without us having to do any maintenance. Thank you for telling me that now, Google. But stone, it says on Google, is a whole other level. This durability surpasses all of this. You see, with bricks, people like to use bricks more because you can manipulate its shape. You can make it all fancy, you can colour it the way you want to colour it, and it's then really adaptable to make. But stone, you just have to have to take it as it comes. They're all different, they're all solid, they can't be moulded, they stay the same. The solid rock of Jesus. And you know, sometimes... We are building with bricks, thinking we're stone. We're building with bricks and then wondering why there's crumbly bits coming off our house and coming around our foundations. And somewhere we have missed that God speaks to us, but it will resonate with His Word, not not our words and not what the world says. And sometimes we just get a little bit mixed in. The Bible kind of sometimes calls this lukewarmness. See, Jesus wants us to be red hot for him. But what he hates more than you being ice cold is being lukewarm, being a bit of both. God doesn't want us to be a bit of both. He's like, I'd rather you just be the sand. Don't just be a stone, don't be a brick pretending. Don't be a stone pretending to be the stone. Just be sand if that's what you're gonna be. But God's best for us is to stand on the solid rock of Jesus Christ. Now, I don't know about you, but you might have to, you know, I'll leave this bowl of sand down here today because sometimes, this isn't gimmicky, but sometimes you need to action the words that you're hearing. See, God doesn't want to speak to you and it just falls to the floor. Sometimes we have to make a physical action. You know, when you clap in church, it's because you're acting and you're sealing what you've heard. So I love it when you applaud in church. I mean, it it makes me feel encouraged because I'm like, yes, I'm preaching, okay. But what's more than that is I'm glad because what it means is that you're agreeing, you're amening and you're saying, enemy, you're not gonna speak over this. I'm gonna seal the word that you're saying in this moment. And so my point is, sometimes we need to make a physical action. I'm gonna leave this sand down here and it might be that you need to pick up some sand today and you need to take it out the door and cast it away. Just like we do when there's a death. We're gonna say, you know what? No more sand. I'm just gonna cast it away. I'll hoover that up. (laughs) 
But because I'm gonna hoover up, we better make it worth it. Sometimes we've just got, we've got to be ruthless. There is so much flakiness and foolishness on our lives, but sometimes we're so embarrassed by it, we wanna hide it. So we start building with it. Let's just get it out. So there's a little leaf, yeast. It can sort of just get in the whole bread. So if you need to, I'll save some for you. If you wanna take some sand out the door and go, you know what, in Jesus' name, I'm releasing the foolishness. In Jesus' name, I'm releasing the weaknesses. In Jesus' name, I'm giving you more room, Jesus. In Jesus' name, I am standing on the solid rock of Christ. In Jesus' name, I am letting go. I wanna stand on your truth, amen? And then fourthly, I can hear Jesus because when I listen, it doesn't go away. And I talked about this a little bit more in depth the other week. God doesn't want us just to hear Him. He wants us not just to move from a moment, like this will be a moment of power, an action moment of excitement and an exclamation mark moment where we say, Jesus, this is what we're going to do. In Jesus' name, we get excited. But God wants you to carry through His Word, not just hear it, but He wants you to listen to it as you go about your week, continuously. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like the wise man who built his house on the rock. Jesus, I ask that you would help us not just to hear your word, but Lord, give us the strength, give us the power that we know we have access to because of your Holy Spirit to put your word into practice. I don't wanna just be a lukewarm Christian. I don't wanna be a flaky Christian. I wanna be all in for you, Lord. But Lord, would you give me a fresh hunger, a fresh desire and zeal to get into your word? Lord, would it be as exciting as wanting to watch Happy Valley or whatever the great show is right now? Lord, would you give us that hunger and that desire? Would it be like something we've never had before? For us in the room, where we're pretty good at reading our Bible. I pray for a freshness, for a fresh hunger that's something that cannot be filled. And Lord, as we're reading the Scriptures, help us not to be put off when we don't get it. Help us not to be put off when it really doesn't make sense. But Lord, would it just touch our heart by your Holy Spirit as we read your Word. And every time we do, help me see that I'm building with the rock. You know, some of you, amen, some of you, I wanna tell you today that you are standing. Some of you think you've fallen over. Some of you think that you've sunk too deep. And I wanna tell you, you know, you're standing. Because there was some point in your life where you've been building. And even though you think you're floundering right now, I wanna remind you, you are standing because God has you. He hasn't given up on you. You're not finished with. No, there's some wisdom in your foundations and you're not through with. You just need to keep building it. He's got you 
and your standing. Amen? Amen. Let me see if I've got anything else to say and then we're going to wrap up. Okay, this is the last thing I'm going to say. When we hear Jesus and when we're listening to Jesus, Volage, you can come up here if you want to. Don't be uncomfortable down there. When we're listening to him, we just can't help but talk about Jesus. So the more we listen to him, the more we talk about the truth of Jesus. I can talk about Jesus by talking about what he's done or what he's doing in my life. So there's that woman that was at the well. Do you remember her? The woman that was at the well. And Jesus went and spoke with her. And he said, he, she was the one where he said, you know, I know you haven't got a husband. Uh, I know you've not got a husband. You've got like five husbands or something. And he was the man that told all about her life. He didn't shame her. And she left that day with more than water. She left going and telling people about this man called Jesus. But the scripture says here, then leaving her water jar, the woman went back to the town and said to the people, come see a man who told me everything I ever did. See, God is never surprised. When you're talking to him, don't be surprised by what he knows about you. Could this be the Messiah? Question mark. They came out of the town and made their way toward him. Question mark. See, this woman didn't know all there was to know about Jesus. She was saying, is he the Messiah? I'm not quite sure, but she still talks about him. And I wanna encourage you today. You can talk about Jesus, even if you don't know everything there is to know. You can talk about Jesus to people around you, even if you're not an evangelist or an apologetic or have come to Bible study and studied all there is to know. You can just start by telling people about what Jesus is doing in your life. You just start by going, you know, let me just tell you about what's going on in my life. Let me tell you about what's happened. And it might not be that you're just like putting Jesus all over it. You can just start to tell your story, tell your testimony, and it will point towards him. There's so much power in our testimony. And sometimes that might be all you have to talk about. And I want to encourage you, that's what you can talk about today. The second thing is, I can talk to Jesus I can talk about Jesus by doing business as usual, but in an unusual way. See, the disciples, they were fishing when Jesus said, come follow me. And he was like, I'll make you fishers of men. So you can go about your normal business. You don't have to be like, I'm being called to the mission field to talk about Jesus, or I'm being called to preach the word in order to talk about Jesus. You can just go about your business as usual, but don't do it as usual. Do it in an unusual way because you can hear God. And I wanna remind you today that He has called you not just to go and be normal in your workplaces. He's come and He's calling you to do business but in an unusual way. For example, he was like, you're not just gonna be fishers of fish, you're gonna be fishers of men. 
You're not just an, account, an accountant to help with money. You're an accountant to help people understand that there is a God that has unlimited resource. You're not just a teacher that's going into a school to teach. You're going in to tell of the truth of Jesus by your actions and love on those parents and those families. There's some people that come into your classroom and they need to meet you because of who you know and the truth that you know. You're not just a shopkeeper selling things to people. You are God's masterpiece that is going to shine right on that checkout kiosk. Do business, but do it not as usual. And then the third way, is this right? I think I've got like one more point. I can talk about Jesus by appointment, anointing and authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witness in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and to the ends of the earth. You have been appointed. Be my witness. Be my witness. Be MW. You have all just been upgraded and promoted to driving in the BMW category. You be my witness. God has appointed you. And sometimes when you get appointed to something, it's because someone has recognised that you have got something on your life that can do the job. And I don't know why, but God says to us, we've got the job of being His ambassadors and being His witness. Second thing, He anoints you. He anoints you. He doesn't give you your appointment just because you can do stuff. He does it because He's gonna do stuff through you. That's what anointing means. Anointing isn't just about your talents. It's that God has marinated your talents with His Holy Spirit. It's anointing and authority. He has released you with authority so that when you speak, you speak with the authority of Jesus. And that's why you can talk the truth. And that's why you can talk about Him. Even if you're nervous, even if you're not very confident, you can still speak with a still small voice that carries Jesus' authority. And then the last thing, I can talk about Jesus by thinking about the truth. So you can talk about Jesus without even it coming out of your lips, but what happens in your thoughts. Finally, brothers and sisters, and I'm gonna hand back to our worship team, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, Whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Hey, well, you know what? Whatever is true. And I wanna just touch back on what we've been talking about this whole campaign. As Mike was talking about negative self-talk, he's talking about anxiety last week. You might say, well, it is true that I'm flawed. It's true that I'm flaky. It's true that I'm selfish. Or that person told me that I talk too much. It's true that I can talk a lot. Or that person told me that I'm a narcissist. Worst thing ever. You could get called, in my opinion. Obviously, I'm still hurt and I've been called that before. (laughs) Is it true that I can be controlling? It's true that I cannot think about others all of the time. It's true that I can say foolish things. Yes, it's true, but that 
doesn't end there. The scripture says, but whatever is true, but then whatever is noble. So all of them things, all of those lies that in one half were true, they get cancelled out by this next bit. But whatever is noble. See, it can't carry on those words that I just said because they don't fit the next category. So any of those things that you think are true about your life, you just have to remember, but they're not noble. And so they need to come out of my thinking and they need to come out of my mind and then they're not gonna come out of my mouth and they're not gonna come out in my actions. But instead, I'm gonna think about the fact that yes, I talk a lot, but I talk in Jesus' name and Jesus was a preacher and so I just might as well be his child hey and then yes I have selfishness but that's why I've got God who is more noble than I and his blood is running through my veins and he's going to help me have more kindness and more sacrificialness and yes I might be a narcissist but God took himself to the cross and he said that I have to pick up my cross daily and therefore I'm reminded that he is at the centre of it all and therefore whenever I think of about that truth that is well is noble all of the narcissism falls off me all of the selfishness falls off me it stays out of my thinking it stays out of my mouth and it sure does stay out of my actions going on to the rest of my family amen come on let's stand to our feet think about the truth and some of the truth that you think is true about you is not God's truth as I've just demonstrated. And you see, the more and more that we listen to God, the more that we speak His Word, the more we're gonna fall in love with Him. The more we're just going to get excited about what he has to say, the more we're going to come closer to him and be captivated for him and on fire for him. I'm going to sing this song now. This is a bit of a new song that Loz started just before I spoke. And for some, you might not want to sing the words. You might just want to ask Holy Spirit in this moment, Help me to just fall in love with you afresh. Lord, I want to be deeper in love with you. Just remember that picture of the dot and the circle that cannot be contained by any page. Think about that wide open space of power and love and blessing and dreams he has for you. Let that just make you go, wow, Jesus, you've got my heart. My heart skips a beat. Lord, you take my breath away. He is so big and his love for you is so big. Don't forget our scale is not his scale. See, in the palm of his hand, he holds the world. But in that same palm, he has your name tattooed on his hand. Thank you, God, for loving us. And Lord, would you have your way and help us to grow deeper in love with you and your truth as we finish this campaign. In Jesus' name, amen. amen.